This podcast is proudly sponsored by the Catholic Order of Foresters, a Catholic fraternal benefit society dedicated to helping members achieve financial security through life insurance while supporting the Catholic community through fraternal outreach. You guys hear that clock? Can you hear it? Tick, tock, tick, tock. Well, not if you're doing that. (laughs) Um, uh, if anybody's distracted by the clock ticking in the background, just please email us. Yeah, and, let us um, know. I'll we'll, we'll take care. It's one of those plastic, uh, crappy plastic clocks. Well, I mean, it's like a step up from plastic, crappy clock. It's a little bit nicer than that. You think You think with all this modern technology, we'd, we'd have found a way to turn off the clicking sound on analog <laughs> clocks. Right, yeah. Um, it's a little cold. Uh, according to you, it's a little cold. Because the heat is out right now, yes? Uh, yeah, I'm just being pre- pre- preemptive in the, in the coldness. But yeah, we did have to turn off the boiler today. Now, in in Father Qualsic's defense, you don't have any hair. That's so true. your head gets probably a lot colder <laughs> than mine. That's right. And we lose 99% of our, our heat from our, our head. That's right. So I'm wearing a hat. Because <laughs> I walked in. He's got a hat and little a little jacket on. And I was like, I feel pretty good. Feels, it feels like good, like 68, 69 degrees in here somewhere. Yeah, I've actually been fasting since Advent started. What? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I fasted yeah, didn't, yesterday. Didn't you know? Like, actually, your Catholics are required. You got. I got to remind our listeners that Jeremy's only been Catholic for a couple of years, and he forgets those things. Like, you have to fast all of Advent. No, it's such a bread, lot. bread and <laughs> water. <laughs> so mean. I am. I am. Uh, there is a Catholic gullibility that I still have. <laughs> <laughs> and Father Kowalczyk <laughs> takes advantage of it mercilessly. You're the, only, you're the only one. But hey, that's what we wanted to talk about today is is Advent or litur- yeah. the liturgical year in general, because I think it's a it's kind of a fascinating thing um, that certainly Protestants don't really uh, have the the vibe of, but I think most Catholics don't even really. Um, yeah, that's probably true. It. That's probably true. Uh, it's. It's hard to know, but I don't. I never trust the polls and surveys that come out, because if you reword a question in a certain way, I think there's probably maybe more of an acknowledgement. It's hard not to if you're a Catholic going to mass every Sunday because they're talking about it. You know, you know we're nearing the seasons and all of that. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I, I think yeah. There's probably the the broader, you know, like certainly growing up, you know, like I know it's Lent because. You know, we we eat oatmeal on Wednesdays for dinner in Lent in my family. <laughs> um, you know, we we do stuff for Lent, give up stuff for Lent. Uh, Advent, I think, is a little less clear because kind of the penitential aspect of Advent has been um, has been just kind of it's it's hard to do keep a penitential season when the rest of the world is throwing cookies <laughs> at you everywhere you go. It's <laughs> true. Oh, if only. I understand. I understand that as Catholics, we ought to be affecting and driving the culture, and so that's been lost in America. Whether it was we really had a fair shot, I think, is another conversation in general. Yeah, not not really in America. Yeah, so there's. I understand some of that. Like I, I loved, I loved the idea that at one point in time, everybody who was not uh, uh, Catholic or, or Christian would know like, oh, it's Fridays because all the Catholics are eating fish and right. all of that stuff. Well, isn't that, I mean, this is, there's like these holdouts, right? There's still like these, you know, 
uh, restaurants that have a have you know all you can eat fish on on Fridays yeah. and yeah. you know McDonald's still has you know ninety nine cent fish fillet on Fridays during <laughs> oh, Lent and he's like that. wow and nobody knows why nobody knows why you do that and then, like all you can eat really defeats the purpose of yes. uh, some sort of penance <laughs> yes it does um, <laughs> but you know we do have these little little remnants little remnants there of, are I've I've uh... Some 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 Fridays I'll skip a meal. Some Fridays I'll just do fish. I recognize I'm also in a unique situation as well. I mean, everybody is that probably comes into the church later in life and things to be aware of and and all of that. But I I love the idea of uh, that our our life and our imagery and iconography and rhythm and everything was just like this. It just sort of has driven cultures for so long, mm-hmm. and and that was part of. A rub, I think, early on in the conversation I had over Christmas, because there are some some Protestants that are like, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. It was a pagan holiday, which technically is true on both accounts. What what I think is harder sometimes to explain is wherever Christianity went, it just absorbed the culture. Mm-hmm. And recognized, and you know, I think often a great kindness, hey, you guys have this big holiday. Now we're all becoming Christians. We can keep this holiday. We're just going to make it about Jesus. We're just going to Christianize everything, and not cancel all of your, <laughs> all of your holidays. Um, but of course, this goes back to other conversations we had that the church, being Christ, authoritatively just says this: this is what we're going to do on this day now, because it's Jesus. At any rate, when I came into the church, I think I don't. It, it's probably not hyperbole to say that the calendar was the most, I think, overwhelmingly interesting part mm. of um, becoming Catholic. Because, of course, it's all there, all of the saints and all of the holy days and all these great memories. We're all, you know, to remember different pieces of, of uh, you know, Catholic life. But it was the rhythm that was so interesting. I, and I just couldn't see how anybody have a, has a problem with this. Which just, like, I, I told a friend... I used to celebrate Christmas one day a year. Now I I prepare for it for like it was like twenty seven eight eight days something like that. Depends, yeah, it depends on the year. Yeah, um, I prepare for it, and then we live in Christmas tide for how many days? Yeah, again, it depends, but at least for a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I I went from one day to like. Fifty. I know this is awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> and and you see some of these other, um, you know, you know, non-denominational churches around and stuff, and they they started doing like, hey, come come to Christmas, our Christmas service on the twenty third, twenty fourth. Yeah. Sometimes they don't even have it on the twenty fifth. Yeah. It's like no, we're get, we're getting it done, and we like we had we moved it up. I mean, I don't know if they're doing the same thing with Easter or not, but that's very it's true. Like, this is this that's is one of the things true. for a, a Catholic. Like, no, we're gonna we're gonna wait till the bitter end. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's right. And the moment he comes, and I, I think there's something there's something really beautiful about this because we have to we have to feast and we have to fast. Yeah. But when you feast and when you fast makes all the difference. Right. So even in the early, early church, do you remember? Do you remember? Um, this is uh, your Catholic pop quiz of the day, uh, <laughs> Didache. It says, we Christians fast on these two days because the Jews fast on those two days. Ready? Uh, oh, was it Wednesday and Friday? 
We fast on Wednesday and Friday because the Jews fast on... Ooh, Saturday. They fast on Saturday? No, that was, that's their Sabbath. So it wouldn't be Saturday. I don't know what I don't know when the Jews fasted. I don't remember either. But <laughs> Dang they, it. they fasted on two other days. But it was it's like it, it says something, right? Like, well, we, we actually fast on different days because there's something important about those days. Huh. So Friday we fast because Jesus was crucified on a Friday. Right. And so it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna take this minor suffering on to remind myself of this great suffering that Jesus undertook and unite my suffering with his. Um why do, we, why do we fast on Wednesdays? Um, I knew this at one point because I think I asked somebody this. I mean, we don't, we don't now. That's a Lent thing now, right? Wednesday fast. I think there's still a tradition of it. You know, like yeah. there, there's like, I don't know if you ever came across the E5 men. I'm not sure if it's still around, but it was men kind of fasting for their spouses or future spouses, future wives. And um, so they would, they would do Friday, Wednesday, Friday. Wednesday, uh, like Ash Wednesday. Is it related to that? Um, no. Um, I think in part it's because I think that the Jews in ancient times would fast on Tuesday. So they're like, we're not Jews, so we're not fasting on Tuesday. <laughs> but I think the other part of it is like um, traditionally lowercase t, that's the day that Judas decided he was going to um, become a, he, he became a traitor that wow. day. He went to the... Oh, you know, I didn't so know that. Like, so we, we fast in remembrance of that. So... Neither, neither of those is, um, you know, dogma or anything, uh, nor do we... Ha- you don't have to fast on Wednesdays. You do have to fast on Fridays in some, some sort. But how you fast, why you fast, makes a lot of difference. Correct. When, when you feast, how you feast makes a lot of difference. Correct. What day do we Christians feast? We feast on Sundays. We feast on Sundays. <laughs> now, when, do, when does the rest of the world feast? Uh Every day, any day they want, right? <laughs> and so by by by, you know, it's not that we can't like, you know, your kid has a birthday on a, on yeah, a Wednesday, sure. like obviously you're going to celebrate, yeah. or you know, even if it's on a Friday, like okay, you're going to celebrate that. Some things, some things, um, you know, those are those are the, the 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 normal fabric of human life, and that would probably we'd say, you know, most American families they celebrate Fourth of July, Memorial Day, yeah. Labor Day. Um, Christmas, probably Columbus Day, Columbus Day, uh, birthdays, anniversaries, um, Valentine's Day. You know, there's these little days that you just you just get to celebrate with a feast, yeah, and no one has any issue with this, <laughs> right? And then, and then for Catholics, we say, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna feast, and we're gonna we're gonna celebrate those civil holidays too. That's yeah. great, but we're also gonna feast on the feast of Saint Joseph and the Immaculate Conception of Mary and Our Lady Guadalupe and the feast of Saint Patrick and the the feast on, of Peter and, and Paul. On, and and you know, we're gonna celebrate Easter for a week. We're gonna celebrate Christmas for a week. We're gonna celebrate Pentecost. We're gonna. It's like we have lots of little days we can feast, but they only really make sense. If we're also fasting, yeah, that's very interesting. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we're just gluttons. <laughs> <It's> gluttons. <laughs> like we're just fasting, and like, like, uh, you know, you have a, you have a large family too, and like, okay, you're celebrating birthdays. You might be celebrating baptism anniversaries. You're celebrating feast days. You're celebrating middle name feast days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh yeah, you got your own feast. It's it's incredible. It was incredible to me, one, looking at the calendar, how much rejoicing and celebrating there was set aside as a special event. 
uh, in the in the Catholic tradition. A feast day is set aside to celebrate, to remember something and to celebrate. So there's just like extra celebrating, which is so funny that that you know Catholics would have this reputation of being very somber and and obsessed with their sins. Yet we have a calendar that's just filled, yeah, filled with, <laughs> with and, celebrations. And, and guess what? The the feasts actually trump the fast ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> they do. So Saint Joseph's feast day always falls in Lent. And guess what? If it falls on a Friday, which I think, I think it does. It either falls on a Friday. That, no, it's a Saturday this year. But Immaculate uh, Annunciation falls on a Friday during Lent this coming year. And fast, guess what? Fast feast feast. feast. Like you get to eat meat now. <laughs> one time I was um, I was out in California. You've been to California? Yes, unfortunately, you, you I've know, been there a few times. They're what they're they're big, you know, fast food joint that they're known for. Yes, In and Out Burger. Yeah, and like wasn't impressed. Not gonna yeah, lie. you know, I, I it's at the end of the day, it's still just fast food. Yeah. Um, you know, so but I was out there with a couple of buddies. Um, uh, I was a, I was a deacon at the time. I was in seminary, and another classmate of mine is also a deacon, and then two other seminarian brothers. And we went out there, and they're like, "Yeah, we got to go to In and Out Burger." And I'm like, "All right, whatever." So we go. Of course, it's a Friday. Of course, it's the feast of Saint Joseph. Oh. But of course, <laughs> nobody else in the restaurant knows that, you know. <laughs> and so I'm like, like ah, "Guys, I'm wearing my collar. I'm like." I don't want to scandalize anybody because <laughs> they don't know that it's the Feast of St. Joseph. So they're going to look over and say, like, hey, that priest, he's, he's eating meat on a Friday. I guess we can all eat meat on Fridays now. <laughs> Oh, no. So, like, oh. <laughs> so I think I just zipped my collar all the way up so they wouldn't know that I was a priest. And then we, we didn't do the sign of the cross. When we <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the little things. It's the little things. At, at any rate, I if you follow, like... um. There's a couple fun little Catholic Instagrams I follow. And when those days happen, you'll see them posting pictures of like gobs of bacon, bacon sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's okay, guys. We know it's Friday, but it's a feast day, so go nuts. They just want to remind. And I follow them because it does – I have like a – I have a actual two physical calendars now mm-hmm. that I, I, I just want to look at a real calendar. Not on my phone. Like a real calendar and like mark it off because – and if I can be a – weird actor for just a moment i have to by next summer i have to drop about 40 pounds yeah i was now, i was been meaning to tell you that you should do that anyway <laughs> because i walk at about 175 but i gotta get down to about 140 Whoa. yes now it's for a role in a film it's a it's a, a, a film i wrote it's a very very you know catholic influenced film That'll be a story for another day, but I got to lose this weight. Now, there's a couple ways you can do that. I'm going to try and get as low as I can safely, and then um, the day that we have to do like the establishing, he's a drug addict who's lost a lot of weight shot, I'll do, leading up to that, I'll do what's called a, a, a dehydrating. This is what mm. MMA fighters do, what wrestlers do. They do a safe, it's not pleasant, but a safe dehydrating, and you can do 15 to 25 pounds just in water weight over the course of five days, as long as it's done safely and within certain guidelines. So I'm just going to get as low as I can. But I, I had this problem. And the, the, and my rule was I'm not going to – this stupid role, even though it's my story and it's, it's very important to me, is not going to trump feast days. 
So the days, so rightly, now I've been so. just like obsessing. I'll look ahead at the calendar back. Okay, okay, okay. It's, it's two weeks away. I could eat once I, that week. I can, I can eat twice that week. Oh, I don't get to eat any times that week. Yes. Wait, what's uh, St. Uh, Rutabaga? It's got uh, like, to be Then I have an Uncle Rutabaga. And okay, so there are now, I get a little confused. There are some months that are like heavy on feasts. I, I don't think I can name them. My, May, I think maybe is one that's, which is my. My birthday's in May. I think it's pretty heavy on feast. But then we were some of that. I was with some friends here. They're like, no, today's a, it's St. Lucy. It's a feast. I'm like, guys, it's a, we remember, but it's, it's not memorial. a, it's not a memorial. It's not a feast day. And then there's a solemnity. I don't know, before I finish up my rant on calendars, I need to pause. I don't know the difference between a feast and a solemnity. Uh, solemnity is a higher feast. A higher feast. Yeah. Okay. So like. So solemnity would trump the Friday in Lent. A feast day would not trump a Friday in Lent. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's an important distinction. I don't think I screwed that up last this past Lent. <laughs> At any rate, I what I found was um, order, of course, in in all of Catholic life is this tremendous order, which is a great sign of God, but. In within the calendar, there's this there's this rhythm, almost like a, almost like a heartbeat, mm-hmm. and each day, I mean every day we're remembering. There's a, a calendar to remember a, a a martyr or a saint right. every single day, right. <clears throat> whether it's a memorial set aside that the church recognizes as a bigger deal. Every day you can pull up a calendar and find there's three or four saints right. being remembered. Yeah, that exactly. this, it's amazing. But having all of these things set aside, it, it, it puts you into this very unique rhythm in the heartbeat of the church <clears throat> of, of time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I probably talked about this before. The calendar is what helps keep me on that red thread through time, mm. you know? Today we're, we're, we're remembering some, some girl that died in the 6th century, this horrible death and this beautiful, brave story, and this is how we keep her memory alive. Always present. I got to see St. Lucy. In, uh, she's in Venice. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, when? When was this? Uh, a few years back. We were on a pilgrimage there. Jeez. Yeah. She's not incorrupt. She's like a skeleton with some black skin holding, Whoa. holding together. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, so you saw... But wow. she's like totally intact. Yeah, it's interesting. Wow, that's a whole other thing that <laughs> yeah. it just blows my mind. Like, how do you guys, if, if the Catholic Church is just pulling some ruse, you know, and you can go and look, like, how do you explain the perfection with which they preserve, magically fake preserve these bodies to claim their miracles? I mean, good God. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know? I could tell people that would be like, oh, no, they just preserve them and all that. Well, okay. Well. It's, it's hard to deny when you see them that close. But yeah, to, back to your to your point, you know, like yeah, we 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 remember. I mean, and we we do this we do this in the temporal order as well. We Correct. Do with birthdays, Facebook every every couple of days is like, hey, here's a memory for you. Yeah, you know? I get them from my Google Photos. Right. Here's a eight and, years ago what you were doing today. Right, and that's what we're that's what we're doing in the church when we remember. 
oh, this, this saint, especially this saint who, like you mentioned before, uh, Saint Jerome, your, your patron, yeah. uh, your patronal, like, I got to remember that. I got to remember that I was named after Saint Jerome and that Saint Jerome was a lover of the Bible and that he translated it from the original language into Latin and that he moved to Bethlehem so he could be close to the places where Jesus actually was. And uh, those are those are good memories to have, even though they're not my memories. They're they're memories of our our uh, our our faith, our people, our family. Um, and then and then too, I mean, I think this is a beautiful custom that um, I started I started doing. My my family started doing. We didn't grow up doing this, but at some point we started uh, remembering our baptism. Huh? You know? Yeah. That's that's actually the that's more important than the day you were born. Huh? The day that you were. Born in Christ, yeah, your baptism, and so to know that day, I was baptized on May tenth, wow, nineteen eighty one, um, five days before I was born, <laughs> five days before Jeremy was. Born. That's ridiculous. Um, that's 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 a significant. That was a monumental. I tell I tell couples when you know when we baptism, especially the 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 um, the godparents. I say, hey, your job is not to get them birthday presents and Christmas presents. Your job is to get them a present on their baptismal day and remind them that that's the day that's that's most important in their life. It's amazing. And, and there's no denying, as humans, we need constant reminders, mm-hmm. visual reminders uh, of things. I mean, we have them with pictures of loved ones. We have them on our phone all the time. I was just baffled, like, <coughs> okay, so I celebrated Christmas and Easter, but why not Good Friday? Why not Pentecost? Why not the days that the apostles died? Like, why not any of those? Right. It, it suddenly occurred to me, like, it just seems so silly. Now, the only the only real reason would be, well, I have to establish to other people that I'm not Catholic. I'm a Christian, but they need to know that I'm not Catholic, so I can't do Catholic things. You'll you'll see kind of a vein of that in the tradition I came from. But then you'll see others that are like, no, you know, Advent's pretty cool. Let's start, let's start doing that. We'll right. do the Jesse tree and all of that. Uh, even though it's Catholic, um, we can take that and, and and adopt that or borrow it because it's interesting. So you'll see a little Which is pockets great. there. We're happy to share <laughs> our, our traditions with you. <laughs> Amen. But it was the it was the just the sheer volume of more mm. that reminded me again what brought me to Catholicism was Jesus Christ. Just a whole lot more. Yeah. yeah. Because in the lives of these saints, I see, of course, you see Christ, a great love for Christ, a great courage. Um, and you, you know, you, we celebrate Old Testament figures, we celebrate all, I mean, more than Protestants, New Testament figures. And then you have all these people, like, remember, Christianity kept going. You know, it's still going. Like there were people in the eighth century that we ought to remember and think about that did something significant to see this long red thread. But it was this daily sort of waking up and in the calendar in a sense sort of um, brings you into a life of prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because each of these feast days will often come with a prayer, beautiful prayer or a litany of some kind. Like I know I missed it. But when Advent starts, there's a litany um, uh, to Mary, a beautiful or, or a novena, excuse me, um, to Mary <clears throat> that was really beautiful. And uh, it's usually traditionally said right around this time of the year, right, uh, right. we can all pray this thing together. Like that's got to have some weight. Yeah, you know. And then there's there's fun things like there's several books that um, 
uh, some people have written some some Catholic moms and stuff like, hey, here's here's the different recipes you can do on different feast days during out of the year. <laughs> you know, and like, I have one of those books. I mean, it's like that's it's like how how much more fun can you get with just like <coughs> this is our faith and we're gonna. Um, <laughs> well, I've heard some some funny ones, you know, but um, I mean, p- people think of like cross uh, the the cross buns what are what are those things called sweet cross buns or whatever oh uh, i think i know what you're talking about you know i mean like fat tuesday kind of has a like but there's lots of occasions to 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 make different different things and um have have fun with it and uh yeah this is this is is beautiful and and, we we know this intrinsically because there's another i don't know if you've seen this there's a secular calendar um that I subscribed to for a while just because it was hilarious. There are national holidays every day you know, the for best, the most ridiculous the things. The best one, it's sometime in September, I think. It's National Buy a Priest a Beer Day. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Does that, it work? That's a good one. Um, th- I have this gift certificate right here that one of my parishioners brought in on, on that day. But I forgot to announce it this year, and so oh. last year I posted it on Facebook, our Facebook page, and I got a, got a number of... Of uh, gen- generous uh, beers, <laughs> so we intrinsically humans want to celebrate, and they want to have reasons to celebrate. What I think is can be so repugnant about the Catholic faith is truly how much it demands, as if Christ didn't make it very clear that the Christian life is very demanding. But the calendar is kind of part of that reminder. Is once you become Catholic, you're also agreeing. I'm going to celebrate on these days with everybody else, and I'm going to fast on these days with everybody else, and I'm going to make sacrifices, and I'm even going to acknowledge that some of them are obligatory. Yeah. And the feasts, I mean, when you have a reason to feast and you've been fasting, your feasts are so much better. Yes, I can concur. There's so much much better. (laughs) I can concur with that. I was um, before before I went to seminary. I actually discerned uh, with a religious community, but a group of Franciscans out in Boston, and I was there for uh, during Advent, and it was the best Advent ever. Now, religious orders uh, from from the very early days have always been kind of like we're going to show you how to live Christianity to its perfection. Now we realize that a not everybody has the uh, is at their place in their faith where they can do this, nor is it is it even practical. Sure, right? You got a, a large extended family, and you know you start Christmas three weeks early so you can fit everybody in and all these parties and stuff. I'm like, okay, are you going to hell because of that? No, right. <laughs> um, you might go to hell for something else, but you know you're not going to hell because you started Christmas too early. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but we we would uh, in in the in the monastery you don't have those those excuses or those reasons that you have to kind of mitigate your your advent. And so, when the moment advent began, you know we kind of intensified our our normal fasting regimen, and uh, we didn't we didn't listen to a lick of Christmas Christmas music. Oh. We didn't have any radios or anything television anyway. We didn't have cars so we're not going out we're, we're we were never like i don't think i heard a christmas song all the way until christmas eve when we said our first mass wow and and then we sang christmas songs for three weeks straight every day five times a day you know <laughs> yes. uh you know so uh, our our meals were simple during advent and then we get to the octave of christmas and we're 
feasting. I mean, I remember the last day of of <laughs> of the, the octave. I think Christmas was on a Thursday that year, so the octave ended on the following Thursday, and it was our last day of feasting. And somebody dropped off at our house because we didn't, you know, we begged for all our food and stuff. They dropped off at the house like six half gallons of different flavors of ice cream, holy and we're all holy. like. Grab a spoon. <laughs> and we just dove in. Um, and then, uh, and, and you know, maybe there's a little bit of uh, lack of temperance there. Uh, um, and we were kind of glad that the next day was a, a fast day again. Like, okay, all right, we got, we, we did it. We, we got fasted. We fasted well. We feasted well. Now let's just kind of enter back into a little bit of, a little bit of normal. But uh, it was it was a beautiful beautiful advent, and I really felt the most I'd ever been prepared um, for Christmas, and the most I ever got it. You know, huh. like the the the, the two directional looking of of Advent, looking towards the first coming. Now I'm looking back towards the I'm looking towards the second coming. I'm looking back towards the first coming. And now we're we're just enjoying Christ, who's who's comes to us and. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. And it's, it, that is beautiful. And what's great is shortly after the octave of Christmas ends, we're beginning to think about, wow, Lent is coming. Right. Right around the corner. It's, it's a beautiful, um, I don't know, paradox, the coming and the crucifixion, right, and the resurrection. Mm. I was listening to <clears throat> Bishop Barron shared a story of his, uh, uh, one of the nuns that taught him in school growing up, talked about the three comings mm-hmm. of Christ, <clears throat> which is... Um, Christ uh, coming, you know, to earth, <clears throat> and the, um, the, what was the second one? The coming, I think we celebrate at, oh, coming to us in the Eucharist is the second mm-hmm. one, and then, of course, his return, his coming back. Right. Um, and we get, the calendar just keeps you constantly locked in this very heavenly place. And when you, when you talk about a body, of course, Paul talked about, compared the church to a body, well, a body has a rhythm and a calendar, and at which time it has to do certain things, right? Your bowel movements are on a rhythm. Your sleep needs to be on a rhythm. Uh, in general, you need to be eating on some kind of a, a, a rhythm. All of these things that make the body work, you can then see in the spiritual body as well. And the calendar, to me, is such a great reminder. It's like, um, almost like that heartbeat you know, that keeps us all, because whether you're here in in the Catholic Church or Afghanistan in some hidden Catholic Church. We're thinking about the same things. We're celebrating the same things. If you're paying attention anyway, um, you're you're thinking about and paying attention to those same things. And it was something I had greatly lacked was a um, consistency and a rhythm Mm -hmm. to my spirituality. Now, there was a daily like, I need to read my Bible and pray every day. And yes, but outside of that, there was very little Christian rhythm. You know, we did church on, on... Saturday nights for a while, and then Friday nights. Um, And we had this other thing on Sunday nights. So, you know, our weeks kind of had something of a shape to it, but then coming into the fullness of like, whoa, there's all this stuff, and then I can bring my boys and say, hey, guys, guess what today is? They know it's a feast day when Dad says something Mm. like that. And then I get this great story to share with them about this great hero. Yeah. Um, And in time, I want that to be an everyday thing. Like, today's not a feast, it's whatever, the 13th week of ordinary time, but yeah. today we remember this saint or this martyr. And it just keeps you, like, perpetually on higher things. Yeah. 
and and you know it's it's so it's not it's not doctrinal right and like in the, after the after the after Vatican II you know the calendar got switched around and it's a little bit disjointed like this saint used to be on this day and now he's on that day whatever you know these things aren't 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 dogma they're not doctrinal there's right. there's different reasons you don't you don't have to celebrate the saints but at the same time we see radical examples where the way you celebrate is is does either change the way you believe or the way you believe changes the way you celebrate and you could look at the seventh day adventists who do their church services on saturday because they don't believe that anybody had the authority to move it from saturday to sunday so right. they do what the jews did sabbath right right but the church from very early on the apostles said nope we celebrate sunday because that's the day that the Lord rose. That's yeah. the eighth day. That's the day of the recreation. That's the day that that really matters. That's the Lord's. That's the really the Lord's day. So that's that's significant. And it then is. like Jehovah's Witnesses, they pretty much don't celebrate anything. No, you know, um, so sad. Yeah, and it's and it, they they'll look at things in the like. Well, at a birthday party, John the Baptist got beheaded, and then you know it's like there bad things happen on celebrations, so we don't we don't do it. I remember. I didn't I have, know that. That's very interesting. Yeah. I have some I have some relatives who um, are Jehovah's Witness, and you know we could never have. I mean, we would always get together for Easter and Christmas and Thanksgiving and things like this, and they would they wouldn't come over because it goes against. You know, wow. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time my my cousin came over and it was um, Easter, I think, and we would usually just say we're having a family gathering. You know, we're just. People are in town. We're having a family gathering or family reunion yeah. or something. <laughs> Just happens to coincide with, you know, uh, Easter. Oh, um, and so one time I remember my cousin was there, and my grandma goes, um, "Oh, I didn't think I I didn't think you'd be here." And she goes, "Why not, Grandma?" "Oh, because it's Easter." And she goes, "Oh, well, oh. I didn't know it was I Easter." I guess I have we're to like, leave. We're like, Grandma, <laughs> X nay on the Easter egg. <laughs> oh, a life without celebrations. Yeah. That's not a life I could stand. Now, ironically, and, and we can close with this thought, obviously in the New Testament, you don't see holidays or feast days. Um, you do see plenty of that in the Old Testament. This day, remember this day. Mm-hmm. Put these stones here and remember this right. day. Yeah. And <clears throat> and again, of course, Christianity being an extension of the completion, the fulfillment of Judaism, it just baffles me, like why we don't celebrate more. But there is something interesting you do see in in the book of Acts is you see the apostles praying at particular hours during the day. Okay, now this is this is the calendar reduced to the day, but they were there was like a nine at nine AM the apostles were all going up to prayer at noon or at three PM. And that caught my eye because I was like, why why would Luke have gone out of his way to put the time down? Why did it matter? Who just said the apostles were going to pray? But no, they were going to pray at a specific time. And of course, this is where we get this perpetual, uh, the breviary, right? The Office of the Readings. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Now, they were probably just praying psalms, right? I, I guess we don't know specifically. I'm pretty sure it was psalms. But I thought that was interesting, just a calendar. If you take away <clears throat> feast days and all of that stuff, and, and a monthly, weekly, if you just come down to the day, there it is in Scripture. They had a rhythm and an order, whatever they were doing, nine o'clock, twelve o'clock, three o'clock, they stopped. Yeah. And they went and they prayed. Right. And even down to the day, they kept that that rhythm. So I've been trying to do it with the Angelus. Yep. I have a little pop up um, in front at my desk. I'm grateful to be in an office filled with Christians. So I'll stop at <clears throat> noon and I'll just pray. And six p.m. if I'm if I'm in a place where I can, 
I'll stop and, and, and pray the Angelus. And then I, I turn to the office of the readings every morning. Sometimes in the evenings I can pull it off. It's a little harder with kids. Um, but like then am I, even my day is filled with rhythm, a bookend, you know, of prayers and thinking yep. about higher things. Yep. No, it's it's beautiful, and I really think that that's. I mean, I remember a time in my just just growing up. I was in my twenties when I really uh, realized, like, wow, yeah, the 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 calendar gives me a way to live my faith in a really practical, incarnational way, and it's really, I think, a really uh, a, a turning point, you know. And I think for anybody, anybody listening. Uh, no matter where you are, no matter how old you, old you are, to just start adding that into your, your day. Like, oh, it's a feast day. I, I better have a bowl of ice cream yeah. or a glass of wine. Yeah. Oh, it's a Friday. I better offer some sort of fast, even if it's a little a little thing. I think that I think you'll actually see, uh, I mean, incommensurate increase in uh, your, your faith. It's like a little thing with big results. It is. Holiness... Uh, holiness comes from those little kinds of habits. And I, I've, I've even tried to invite people into the feasts with me. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm Catholic, so today we do this big thing. Like, fast, of course, we're not going to, oh, I'm Catholic, so I'm fasting today. <laughs> we're not going to do that. But on feast days, it's a great time to invite people in and let them know, like, oh, because I'm Catholic, we set aside this special day on a random day that might seem random to you to just celebrate and feast. And it's a great, it's, it can be a great tool of evangelism for people to see like this great celebration that we're living and and a great way to, to even share our faith. Yeah. Great thoughts today. Thank yeah. you, Lord, for the calendar. Thank you for rhythm, mm. the pulse mm. uh, of the calendar. Grateful for that today. Yeah. We'll, don't, uh, don't forget to fast for the rest of Advent as is prescribed. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm totally going to fall for it. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. At Catholic Order of Foresters, we're committed to bringing Catholic values to life and financially protecting Catholic families right here in Minnesota. Our members enjoy benefits like scholarship eligibility and peace of mind knowing their family is secure, even if something happens to them. Each year, thousands join us to support people in need through our Feeding God's Children events, spirituality tap-ins, and mission trips. Wouldn't you love to be a part of an organization that embodies your Catholic values? Find out how you can be a part of Catholic Order of Foresters by calling General Agent Brian Markiton at 763-658-4009. That's Brian at 763-658-4009.